Welcome to this week's episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian, philosopher, and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Mr. Hubbard, actually, I know I, I called this episode the only tremendous error in the article. In fact, let's start with those words but, that I'm about to cover with you. But uh, Mr. Hubbard actually describes two tremendous errors that organizations make. And I could say all organizations, in my experience, some more than others, make these errors. Governments are great at all these errors. But anyway, as far as I know, these are the only errors that Mr. Hubbard describes where he actually chooses the word tremendous. Now, tremendous, according to Mr. Oxford, means very great in amount, scale, or intensity. And then they give an example, penny put in a tremendous amount of time. So his choice of words to describe this particular error we're covering today is the word tremendous. And that would make these errors pretty important, and that would make them pretty common. We're only going to tackle one of these today, and we will save the other for another episode, as that one in particular takes a little more explaining. But the one we're going to cover today is pretty simple to understand if it's not always that easy to implement. But before we get into it, I want to mention uh, something. I want to discuss something with you, and that is the wonder that is the human hand. That's right, the things that hang off the ends of your arms. I would like you to consider them for a moment. I mean, spiritually, in terms of awareness and self-awareness, there are a great, great many things that separate us from, quote, the rest, end quote, of the animal kingdom. But physically, what separates us the most is this miracle called a hand. Uh, Nobody else has hands like man has hands. And some even argue that these are what have made us man. As a matter of fact, the Latin root word man means hand. This root word is uh, the word origin of a number of English vocabulary words, including manuscript, manufacture, manicure. An easy way to remember that man means hand is through the word manual, an adjective which describes a task done by quote, hand, end quote. And how about the word management? Same thing. Uh, in the French word for hands is les mains. Sounds a lot like man. But look at all the incredible things we can do with, uh, with these things we call hands. So hand, manage, man, all these words and these concepts are related. And there's a very, very special word that lines up with these. And that is the word handle. H-A-N-D-L-E. Handle. Now, let's go back to Mr. Oxford. Handle means, uh, well, there's a lot of the definitions. Here's one I think we uh, commonly use which is to manage a situation or problem. There's the word manage. And there's this definition, this third definition, which remember this one because we're probably going to come back to it. 
which is to drive or control a vehicle. The example they have here is where did you learn to handle a boat? So uh, handle has, you know, of course, several meanings. It, it comes from the word hand. It's an old English word, handle, which is a noun, which is from handland, which is a verb, which is from the word hand. Now, as much as we all appreciate Mr. Oxford, he isn't perfect. These definitions, to my mind anyway, leave out a very important nuance. Now, Mr. Hubbard defined the word handle in an article dated 23 October 1965, wherein he states, quote, definition of handle to control, direct. Handle implies directing an acquired skill to the accomplishment of immediate ends, end quote. And I'm going to give that to you again. Definition of handle. You know, you're probably starting to catch on that today's episode has a lot to do with this word, okay? And there's a lot of there's a lot of good reasons why I'm putting attention on it, and you're going to realize that more as you listen to the podcast. But really, this definition is critical, so track with it. I'm going to give it to you again. Quote, definition of handle, to control, direct. You see how that has a greater kinship, uh, if we look at Mr. Oxford's definition, it has a greater kinship to as Mr. Hubbard's using it, to this word drive or control a vehicle. It's more similar than to manage, quote-unquote, a situation or problem. Because, believe me, the idea of handle and definition, uh, in that particular definition, to manage a situation or problem, leaves a lot of room for interpretation. You can be, I, I'm handling that, you know, because I'm managing that. Doesn't Anyway, as you will see, it does not necessarily mean handle the way Mr. Hubbard means handle, okay? So, but it is... The definition he's giving here has a lot of kinship to the definition too, to drive or control a vehicle because it uses this word control. Okay, so he says here, again, I'm going to read the definition. Quote, definition of handle, to control, direct. Handle implies directing an acquired skill to the accomplishment of immediate ends. End quote. Now, I'm going to define immediate because by immediate, this means, just from regular English dictionary, of a relation or action. When we're describing a relation or an action, we say immediate ends or immediate goals without an intervening medium or agency, direct. And it comes from the late Middle English in the sense of nearest in space or order from Old French, immediate, or from late Latin, immediatus, from in, not, plus mediatus, intervening. See, without a mediation, without anything in between, immediate ends, immediate product. So, in other words, the concept of handle, as Mr. Hubbard is giving it here, is you control something, you direct something, you're directing what? An acquired skill, something that you have learned knowledge and technology and skill that you have acquired to the accomplishment of immediate ends. In other words, you created the result. You handled it. You didn't give it to somebody else. There was nobody else in the middle of it all. You can't say, well, yeah, no, I handle that. I mean, I didn't handle it, but me and Joe handled that because I actually didn't handle it and I gave it to Joe. Now, Joe, maybe he handled it or maybe he gave it back to me later. Or maybe Joe gave it to Sally, and then Sally gave it to, you know, Mr. Smith, and then it flapped up to the boss.
shots. And then he got all pissed off with everybody. And then we all looked very sulking about the whole thing. Why? Because nobody handled it. Nobody took control. Nobody acquired a skill to the accomplishment of an immediate end or result. And so, therefore, nobody handled it, even though everybody's handling it. You see the difference? So, you see the definition we have here from Mr. Hubbard is a lot more precise. It fully brings in the concepts of control and acquired skill and result, the result being achieved without other intervention. So now we come to this extraordinary article, a very important article dated 4 May 1968, entitled Handling Situations. So he begins the article this way. He says, the only tremendous error an organization makes next to, and then he goes and he describes the other error, which I'm going to cover in another episode, but we're not going to touch on it today because I'm, I'm just going to lose you, okay? Is failing to terminatedly handle situations rapidly. The only tremendous error an organization makes is failing to terminatedly handle situations rapidly. When I say, and this is Mr. Hubbard's words, when I say terminatedly handle, I mean finishedly handled. That is handled, and that's all, boy. So, terminatedly means finishedly. It's like when it's handled, it is handled. The acquired skill has been applied. The situation has been brought under control and it is ceasing to be something to be handled. It is no longer something that needs to be handled. He goes on to say the fault of an organization's waffle, waffle, waffle. I don't think I need to define that for you. You probably see plenty of that in almost any organization where people are like, I don't know. And maybe you, maybe so. And what do you think, Sally? And you know, Let's 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 see if we can hide it under the blotter or maybe we can show it to the boss later or let's not tell him today because he's in such a bad mood. You know, these are not handling situations. He says a fault of an organization's waffle, 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 quote, Joe won't take responsibility for it and quote, quote, it's got to go someplace else and quote and all that sort of thing is that it continues a situation. So look, we can say all we want about how it's so-and-so's responsibility and it's not really mine. And I thought, you know, you were handling this. The bottom line is that organization is a concatenation, if you want to use a $5 word, you know, it's the accumulation. Any of the chaos or disorder within that organization is an accumulation of these unhandled situations. And all these unhandled situations have as a common denominator that they're not handled, that they weren't terminatedly handled, that no one took the darn thing and handled it with an acquired skill towards an immediate result. And so instead it gets passed around. Now, on the other hand, the things that are right about that organization, we can also analyze that on the plus side, right? The reason those things are right is because they're being terminatedly handled. Somebody is handling them. Somebody is taking acquired skill, which, by the way, is a huge pitch for training your employees. I don't know how many of my episodes have come back to this fact. The reason I bring it up again and again is because it is a critical aspect of building an organization. And don't you forget it. You know, the guys who tell me, look, you know, I don't have time to train my employees and, you know, it's expensive to train them and they'll probably just leave. Yeah, you better hope they leave if they're not trained. And if you want to keep them, then you better train them. 
And if you leave, if they leave you, then they leave you. But that that's not if you're training others. If, if you, you've got to keep a continual training program operating in your business, it's a vital part of building any organization or group. And it's a vital part of creating an organization that handles situations because handling implies the application of an acquired skill towards an immediate result. So better give people skills. Yeah, they'll come with some, but don't count on those skills. Like you as a founder of that organization, as the uh, leading light, the goal finder of that organization, if you want to look up goal maker, we did an earlier episode on this last year, but, and you should, if you don't know what that is, but you as the leader, as you, as the manager, as the goal maker, whatever your role, you've got a senior role. Remember this, you have a responsibility. You know, a couple of responsibilities here. One is to make sure that the acquired skills exist and that people actually apply them towards immediate results. And when, and those results are, that's a terminated handling. It's a done cycle. Okay. Goes on to say this. He says, um, so what you ought to do is complete action now in the first place. The other day I was looking at why I used to have a high stat business wise and cine wise. Cine has, he made films also and Mr. Hubbard did in Hollywood and otherwise. And I suddenly realized I was peculiar in the vicinity in which I operated. I ended cycles. I could end more cycles in less time than any organization could dream up. In other words, I was concluding actions, all capital letters, concluding actions. Ending cycles doesn't consist of shooting people. It consists of seeing that it stays handled. So, you know, you as, if you're a successful entrepreneur listening to this, I'm going to commend you because you probably are pretty much the best person in the organization at concluding actions. They get past you fairly often sometimes, some organizations more than others, but very often you'll find that the guy in charge who created the whole organization, of course, he had to, he had to acquire all that skill to get all those immediate uh, ends or results. Went all the way from how do I promote? How do I answer the phone? How do I uh, sell? How do I deliver? How do I handle complaints? Uh, how do I produce this product in a timely fashion? How do I organize things? Like, you know, you're there figuring all this stuff out as you're growing and you become pretty competent and you have acquired skills and you, and particularly since it's your business and you know that, hey, if it's not done right, you're going to have to redo it later and so forth. You tend to have a higher awareness or responsibility on the subject of handling situations. So you tend to conclude actions. And so you are generally and often the most productive person in the organization, but you can instill this as a concept and through training and through uh, insistence on the use of the definition of the word handling, handle situations, start to uh, create a culture in your group where handling situations is what people do. They don't pass things around and they don't hem and they don't haul. Now, I've just finished saying how terrific you guys are at probably you yourself, a handling situation. But I am going to qualify that because I don't want you to get too swell-headed because it's also been my experience that the moment you step out of your own certainty zone, boy, the amount of hemming and hawing I run into with some of the members sometimes. Like, for instance, let's just take this for an example, training of employees. I'll say, look, why didn't you get in a training program? And the guy will like, well, you know, I don't know. 
where is Mr. Competent there? Well, uh, to the guy's credit, he has not necessarily acquired that knowledge yet. Okay. He has not acquired that skill yet. So he is not handling things rapidly. Sometimes uh, when he hangs out with uh, somebody from another organization, uh, maybe a senior organization or somebody who's been a mentor to him, and he watches that person, you know, wham, complete, complete, complete. And, and sometimes those people get impatient with you because you're taking too long to figure things out. You're taking too long to make a decision. You're taking too long to conclude a cycle of action. So in many areas, you have strengths in this area, but be aware of the mechanism. The reason I'm pointing this out is so that you are aware of this mechanism so that you can acquire this level of um, culture, if you will, this uh, habit or practice uh, within yourself to anything that you're dealing with. The moment you go into an area and you're a little bit hesitant, recognize, okay, I'm obviously, um, maybe I need to back off and get a little bit more knowledge. Maybe I need to quit being a procrastinator. Maybe I just need to quit this habit of, uh, you know, waffle, waffle, and just make some decisions, you know, and trust myself and trust my knowledge and get on with it because your life is miserable to the degree that your staff don't handle situations terminatedly compounded with those that you don't handle, even though you probably handle many more than the average uh, individual within your organization, probably, if you're the boss, that would be, that's been my observation. Though sometimes you've got a person who can run circles around you working under you, which is great. If you got somebody like that, then you got to run to keep up with your own employee, which is not a bad thing sometimes. But even then, uh, you know, the founder, the owner, the CEO, uh, this is something I've observed in, um, not the really high caliber ones, the really high caliber guys, men and, and, and women, they make their decisions. They handle their situations, bam, bam, you know, and they don't drag them out. And they just, okay, we got to do an investigation here. We've got new inspection. Let's grab all the data. Let's come up with our conclusions. Good. Let's act. Bam. You follow? And now that place goes somewhere, you know, and uh, life becomes a lot more interesting and fun. So uh, back to the article, he says, uh, any cycles doesn't consist of shooting people. It consists of seeing that it stays handled. One of the things that has happened in the past is that I've had to rehandle situations I had handled, became unhandled someplace, and I had to rehandle them again. What you should specialize in is terminating the end of a situation, not refer it to somebody else. If the situation comes up in your vicinity, well, handle it. That is, finish it off. So that is the end of it. Somebody comes along saying, natter, natter, natter. You know, complaining about everybody. I've caught too many of these guys. Finally, I handled the situation. If it hadn't been handled up to that point, he hadn't been handled up to that point. Well, when you've got this guy, handle him. Handle him so that the fellow is handled from here on to the end of time. Don't try to patch it up so that it won't cause any trouble. That's Mr. Harbour. Now I'm going to use my own words here. Boy, oh boy, you know, why don't you handle this uh, receptionist? Why don't you handle the salesperson? Why don't you handle this manager that you've been complaining about? Well, you know, I'm just afraid it might blow up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it might. How, how would you like to live a life walking around a time bomb every day? You like that idea? 
you know, there's a bomb ticking under the desk and it'll probably go off one of these days. We don't know when. But we're just going to sit here month after month and live our lives like that bomb doesn't exist. That's no way to live. And that's not handling situations. And they will go on and on, okay, until they get handled, get in the habit of handling them, handling them terminatedly, completely. Don't, as he says, don't patch it up so that it won't cause any trouble. We don't want any trouble. That's how you get trouble, by not wanting any. <laughs> that's how you get into trouble. To continually be avoiding trouble is your best way to be in trouble. goes on to say this. So you have to be on the ball to do this. Very much on the ball. An example was a dissatisfied steward. The guy was going around serving up spanners in the soup. He's going around, he's going around, he's going around. Well, let's handle it right there now. When he wants the situation handled, listen to his choice of words. When he wants the situation handled, the guy appears for his pay and that's it. Do you get the idea? It's finished right now. See, a lot of times these guys who create this disruption, they're actually begging to be handled. He wants a situation handled. Handle me. How much destruction do I have to create before you notice and will do something and handle me? Come on. You can't tell me you haven't observed that. So he goes on to say, please quit continuing situations by reference. Handle, exclamation mark. You can develop more traffic internally, more upsets than anything you can mention by simply continuing to shunt the responsibility for ending the cycle of action. That is all it is, just a refusal to take responsibility for ending a cycle of action. This, by the way, is one of the reasons why I have discovered wise members begging to get a consultant or begging to have someone come in and advise them, you know, please, you know, and then the consultant comes in and goes, wow, this person's a real dog. You see, I know. What do you know? What do you mean you know? Why is he still there then? Well, you know, I don't know. And, you know, I wasn't quite sure. And, you know, go on, handle, acquire the skill and apply it to immediate ends, please. I'm not advocating go fire everybody, by the way. I'm just saying handle them. I mean, if you need to sit down with them and get to the bottom of it and what gives and what's your attitude and, you know, are you looking for another gig somewhere else? Because if you are, go then. You know, nobody, you don't, I'm not going to, hang on to you for dear life for the for Pete's sake, you know, handle the situation terminally. Believe me, your life will become a whole lot different, a whole lot better, a whole lot more pleasant. And you'll be pretty proud of yourself, by the way. And he just wraps this up by saying, take responsibility for the various cycles of action. When you have taken responsibility for them, let's hear no more about them anyplace. And that's the, yeah. And of that particular article, but it's a simple datum. But think about it. This is the error Mr. Hubbard is describing as the tremendous error. It's tremendous. It's very prevalent. Of course, we can go on and on about what we see within our governments. But I'm talking about everything from the grocery store down the street to your own business to uh, whatever establishments you uh, frequent. Just look around and you will see this constant referral and refusal to take responsibility and handle, handle it. Just, but handle it by the definition of handle it. Mr. Hubbard taught you uh, that we are relaying to you in this episode, okay? Well, I know we were kind of emphatic in this episode. Uh, obviously, it's something that we end up having to deal a lot with, you know, uh, not just in businesses, but also in Groups, you know, volunteer organizations and volunteer groups where people are sort of gathered together to, you know, make something happen. The only trouble is that 
you know, there seems there's not enough insistence on the part of the individuals in that volunteer organization that others handle their end of the of the deal here. They handle their end of the canoe, as we used to say up in uh, Canada, you know, like, hey, man, I feel like I'm carrying the whole thing sometimes, you know. So make sure that uh, whether it's your own company, whether it's a group of volunteers uh, engaged in some worthwhile activity, don't let the worthwhileness of the activity justify being ineffective. Have you ever seen that? You know, well, you know what I'm doing is so honorable that it doesn't really matter that I'm, you know, I'm terrible at it or I don't really get anything done with it. But, you know, it's so noble. It's such a noble cause. Yeah, I know. But, you know, there's truth to that. But come on, we're doing this so that we can get a result, right, for immediate ends. So uh, learn the skills, acquire the skills and apply them to uh, immediate ends. And don't expect other people to keep stepping in and getting the, the result for you. You know, learn them yourselves. And um, you will have much, much, much more joy in life. And um, and people around you that try to operate this way will really learn to appreciate and respect you because, um, you know, people like that are always on the lookout for other people who know how to handle things. And, uh, yeah, I'll be on his team. I'll go work with him or her. You know, why? Because she's competent. She knows how to handle things. And so uh, people like that tend to find each other and uh, hang out with each other. And so if you like people like that, uh, work on this for yourself. We can all do better on it. Uh, no one's perfect in this area. So um, uh, just moral of the story is keep training yourself. Keep learning more and more skills and practice this habit of completing cycles in handling situations. Okay, I probably went on way too long, but um, important subject. Uh, and I hope you uh, enjoyed this episode. And uh, if you did, please Give us a thumbs up or a like or whatever you're supposed to do. Give us a nice comment. Send us an email, uh, info at yzstress.org, and we will talk again next week.